Are you struggling with communicating with your teen girl, especially in the busyness of the holiday season? Do you find winter break causing stress on your relationship with your teenage daughter? Mama, we can get caught up in the busyness of the season and getting all the things on our to-do list done. Believe it or not, all the things we are doing for our teen may be the very thing that is getting in the way of open communication with her. Today, I share the number one way to create open communication with your teen girl. Mama, this is my invitation to you. Join me and talk to your teen girl framework. It's a four-week course that will get you started in creating a space for your teen to feel safe. And you'll learn to respond in a way where your teen girl will feel heard and understood. This is a time where you're building trust so that you can get what you want most from your daughter. And that is to come to you about anything and everything. So head on to talktoyourteengirl.com. Are you ready? Hey mama, welcome to Raising Her Confidently. Do you wanna have open communication with your teen daughter? Do you find yourself constantly thinking about how to talk to your teen or why your girl is not opening up to you? Do you wake up with confident intentions only to feel confused and frustrated when all you get are one-word answers from your daughter again? Hey, I'm Jeannie. I too was a mom raising young teens. I too felt grieved by the loss of my sweet, talkative little girl. I wanted her to come to me about anything, even if she was scared, and listen to my advice. But I kept thinking, she won't listen to me, and I don't know how to approach her until I found tools to create open communication. In this podcast, you will find how to connect and talk to your team and create a safe space for her to go to so that you will have that close relationship you dreamed of. Go grab your glass of Merlot and throw off those fuzzy slippers and let's dig in together. Christmas is coming soon and how many of you already finished buying all your gifts on your Christmas list? Now be honest, (laughs) I'm about 75%. I try to do most of it during Black Friday shopping and taking advantage of the cyber deals, but I'm about 75% as I'm recording this right now. As much as I love Christmas, the decorations, the music, the food, and the company and celebrations, sometimes it can be much. My husband and I host Christmas with our family and extended family on Christmas Eve. It's actually a highlight for all of us. It's a time for us to come together, even when we can't get together as much the rest of the year. So this is a huge highlight for us. It's it's almost like a family reunion. In the years past, we'd have so many Christmas functions to attend, which was fine as long as I knew I could truly be present and in the moment, right? But however, I'm a doer. I have a tendency to do the things to feel like I'm helping out and to extend to the extent of it taking away the very reason for having a gathering in the place first place. I promise I will explain what this means and maybe you already know what I'm talking about and what I'm getting at. I promise I am improving in this area. I do work at it every time I can and when I do notice this, which is why I bring this very topic up. Are you like me? having to make sure everything is just right. My love language is acts of service. And so I can do things a bit much at the expense of my own very well-being. And if you don't know what acts of service means, acts of service is my love language is like, I like to serve. 
I love to do the things. I love to help people out by doing something for them. So that's my love language. But like I said earlier, I can kind of overdo it at the extent of, at the expense of my own well-being. There was a time in my life where I honestly didn't know what being meant. I didn't know the difference between doing and being. Honestly, I really didn't know what that meant and what that felt like and how that looked like in my personal life. For as long as I can remember, I have always been a doer. When I was done with one thing, I was onto another. I couldn't sit and just rest in something. I had to continue to do something. The classic Enneagram 3 in me didn't know how to stop. I didn't recognize that rest was okay. I rather considered it non-productive. If I was doing nothing, then I wasn't producing anything. And I was being, uh, I would say, in other words, lazy. I know the word lazy, rest and lazy. I mean, who would have known, right? But I equated rest as laziness. I would listen to podcasts, read books on self-development, and listen to leaders I admire talk about just being present. It wasn't until I had a personal crisis come about in my life where my therapist walked me through what it meant to just be. I honestly had that question. What does that mean? What does that mean to just be? I don't understand. There's a story in the Bible that has always seemed to resonate with me. It's about these two women, sisters actually, Mary and Martha. And Jesus had come to their house to have dinner. And Martha was busy running around doing all the things, cooking, cleaning, making sure the guests were okay. And everything was running just perfect. I mean, perfectly in her mind. I can imagine Martha was a perfectionist. Like she wanted everything done the way she envisioned in her head, right? So hence her running around doing all the things while Mary, her sister, sat amongst them, sat to be with Jesus and to listen to him speak. And this highly irritated Martha that Mary wasn't helping out, but sitting on her bottom next to Jesus. I mean, I seriously relate to Martha because when I'm running around doing things, it kind of irritates me sometimes if my husband or my kids are off doing something else and not helping me. But I totally relate with Martha. I am that woman who makes sure everything is running smoothly, doing all the things for our guests. It makes sense, right? Doesn't it? (laughs) For you, those of you who are, your love language is acts of service and and Enneagram 3 maybe, well, get this. Jesus tells Martha that Mary has chosen what is better. Mary, by sitting next to him, has chosen to be present over doing the things to be perfect. Oh, this resonates with me so much. It's almost like a, a sucker punch in the, in the gut, a simple reminder that sometimes we just need to stop in all the busyness and all the achieving. And they're all good things to move forward and to grow. But we get lost in our busyness and our plans to achieve that we forget to stop and be present and to even celebrate the things that we've done, right? I took a year-long hiatus and chose to journey through what it meant to be present. I believe this to be the number one way 
to create open communication with your girl. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to share with you three things I've learned about it and how this can help you personally create open communication with your teenage daughter. Three things I've learned about being present and what it means. Number one, I was forced to slow down. I stopped almost everything to regulate my body again. I was in such a high state of go, 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 go. The anxiousness in my body was telling me it was too much. I was always tense. My body, my muscles literally told me, you are doing too much. You need to stop and rest. My muscles were tight. I needed massages. And I remember my massage therapist would tell me I I was so tense and that it was related to stress, right? And so if we don't choose to slow down, we choose to pack on the stress over stress over stress, and we never really regulate our bodies. And our bodies feel that stress, and it becomes physically unhealthy for us. So I was forced to slow down. And each day on a daily basis, I only chose three important things for the day. And that's it. Three things I would do for the day. And that's it. Three. I mean, somebody who was used to juggling like 20 things on our list in a day and getting them done, I relocated to three. And doing that literally gave me time to Put the time into slowing things down, slowing down the three important things that I needed to get done that day, and it opened up so much white space. White space to me is space that's not planned, space that's open for flexibility, for um, time to just really rest, in other words, because you're slowing down. Number two, I noticed more. I noticed more because of the extra time and all the white space I had, I noticed things more when my mind and my body wasn't really doing much. I was more in the present noticing what was happening right in front of me. I was able to notice what was happening with my body. It was starting to relax. The tenseness in my stomach and the knots in my stomach started to untangle itself and relax. The the tense muscles that I was carrying and the burdens I was carrying on my shoulders began to felt lighter, right? So I started to notice things more because my mind was at rest. It wasn't busy trying to think of what to do next because I had so much space in my time. And number three, I listened more because I noticed more. I was able to uh, see where my relationships needed some help or uh, I was able to pour into my relationships I had in, in my circles. I had more time for relationships because I noticed when there was a need. Because I slowed things down, I had more white space, I was able to notice more and I noticed there was a need, especially in my relationships. So I listened more. My time was more flexible for last minute meetups. I was able to not be in such a hurry when I would go visit a friend or have coffee dates and spend hours catching up and really listening to conversations. I was not in a hurry to rush conversations 
because I had to get something else done. So I listened more. And this has allowed me to interact with my own relationships at home. My kids were home. I was able to notice more what was going on in their life because of their body language. Or I noticed that they were in their room a little longer and not coming out of their room as much. So I noticed these things. So it allowed me to connect with my kids at home. So these are the three things I did notice simply by taking this year to know what it means to be present was I was forced to slow down. I noticed more. I listened more. These were actions that allowed me to just be and not do. It was necessary to do these things for me to physically know what it felt like when I was not resting or when I was taking on too much. My body would physically tell me was my first indicator that I was starting to take on too much. I would start to feel anxious. My stomach would start to tighten, right? And I knew that I was again being the doer and trying to run the race. So I knew how to regulate myself based on what my body was cueing me to do. I was able to also create healthy boundaries for myself. Be real with how much I was capable of doing. I know a lot of us, um, especially business owners and entrepreneurs and leaders, tote how much capacity they can take. Like you're a high capacity person. Well, yeah, you can be a high capacity person, but at what expense, right? There is a season to be high capacity and there's a season to be low capacity, to slow down, right? So we have to be able to create those healthy boundaries of seasons of high capacity, but also knowing that there's going to be a season of rest, right? I ran on high capacity all the time with no rest. So going through this process, I was able to create healthy boundaries for myself to know when I do have a season of high capacity that it'll be followed up with a season of rest. It allowed me to say no more. And because I was allowed to say no, it actually forced me what was my priority? What really mattered? What was God calling me to do? And does that fulfill the purpose of what he's walking me through? And if it's not, I can say no to it. I can say no to it. And I think this is also with age. My next point was I could care less about what others think. And not in a bad way, right, as this people pleaser is, because I think Martha is a people pleaser because she was always attentive of guests and making sure everything was perfect for them. I was the same way. But through this process, I could care less about what others think, right? Respect what they think, but not allow it to impact me in being present, right? We can't allow these voices to dictate what you do and who you are because it takes away from your you being present, right? So being present allows you to slow down, to pay attention to what's around you right now and sit and listen and tend to the needs at hand. I can translate all I've learned about being present to our relationships, your relationship with your daughter. It allows you to create that safe space she needs from you. In my course, we go over what safe space looks like for you and your daughter, or maybe the listening ear that is fully focused 
on the now without competing with outside distractions. When we're fully present, we don't have distractions, but we are focused on what's happening right in front of our face right now. And she'll know she has your full attention when there is white space for you to notice her need, right? That's the benefit and the value of just simply being present, which means letting go of having to do everything. Maybe for you, mama, you are like me and needed to know what exactly it means, right? What does this mean for you? What does being mean? Or today is the day you decide to slow down and only choose three important things to do and scratch everything else for another day. Maybe taking the time to notice more. Notice what's going on right in front of you is what you need to do in this busy season. Mama, if you are struggling with slowing down or even making connections with your daughter, I have solutions for you to create open communication through my step-by-step framework. I invite you to go and check it out at talktoyourteengirl.com. I'll see you in a couple days. Hey friend, if this podcast inspired you or encouraged you or helped you in any way, I'd love for you to share it. You can screenshot this episode and share it in your stories on social media or text it to a friend who can use the support. It's the best way you can thank me. I want to let other mamas know they are not alone. I'd love to stay connected with you. You can find me on Instagram at Jeannie Baldomero or join my free mom support community at Linktree backslash Jeannie Baldomero. Until next time, live full of grace, Jeannie.